0: Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Sam. I'm a composer.
1: And I'm an actor.
0: And this is the 29-Hour Podcast.
1: Julia and I both uh, spent a lot of time developing new uh, pieces of theater. We actually met um, developing one of Julia's musicals. And along the way, we've gotten to work with some incredibly talented, super smart artists. We always just want to pick their brains.
0: So this podcast is our conversations with those people that we are excited to share with you.
1: This week is our Season 2 finale episode.
0: Instead of interviewing a guest, Sam and I chatted with each other.
1: We'll be back next year. Thanks for listening to us.
0: Enjoy the episode!
1: So, I've spent the last couple days thinking about putting together a reel yeah. of my work. <laughs> you you may be familiar with my Facebook posts. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, For the listeners at home, I just posted on Facebook looking for examples of reels because I just... Um, felt like I was losing perspective (laughs) I just wanted other examples and to see what felt successful in other reels Um, but um, I was thinking about um, uh, at first I was thinking about putting the musical stuff and the like sort of just like straight play acty tv film stuff in one reel and then I was like these really don't feel like they go together. Huh. And so I'm thinking I'm going to have to separate them out into two different things.
0: That's smart. Um, that makes total sense, not that you say it.
1: Um, yeah, because I... And, and like, honestly, I've never seen one that has both. But, like, for me, I was just like, oh, it's my work, and so it's just, like, both.
0: Right, right. Um, I've been wanting, actually, to put together a reel for myself for forever. Yeah? And I can't decide if I'd want to do it with, like, live videos of concerts or... Demo recordings that I slaved to make as perfect as I could, and production photos.
1: Mmm, you could do a mix of both.
0: True, but then do you think the bad parts of both would pop? Like the less good sound quality of the live recording and the dullness of no one's moving?
1: Interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, Did
0: you think about what if everything was bad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess what I was thinking about was like if you are excited about the demo of one particular song, but you're excited, you're more excited about a live performance of a different song. Then why not um, highlight the versions of each thing that you think is best?
0: Yeah, that makes. Then I'll check that. That makes sense.
1: Because theoretically, and you know in practice, who knows, but theoretically, the people who are checking out your reel are curious and excited about your work and looking for the good parts. True. And hopefully they're not looking for the bad parts. And that's something I've been having to tell myself (laughs) as I've been trying to make my own reel. Um,
0: What do you think is the ideal length for a reel? I obviously haven't done any of this research yet. I'm just going to learn from you.
1: Um... I have no idea. Mm. I think it depends on your body of work and um, your the style mm-hmm. of your reel.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And also is. what your goal is with the reel.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like my goal is like, I spend so much time like zhuzhing my website and being like, any path you could possibly want to go down to learn about me, you can, when in fact the average person is going to spend maximum two minutes on my website <laughs> and having something that will show variety within the amount of time someone will realistically spend.
1: Mm. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that all one more time?
0: Yeah, like, I feel like I'm so proud of, like, the depth of my website. Uh-huh. Like, if you wanted to, like, you could go and check out the individual page for each show, which yeah. has, you know, all this stuff, and here's the shows for kids, and here's the standalone songs, and, you know, here's film scoring. But, like, no one is going to explore my site that way. I feel like anyone who really comes to my site will spend a maximum of five minutes. And I have all this stuff which I feel like actually makes it harder for them to know where to spend their five minutes.
1: Oh, Why are you assuming they're only spending five minutes?
0: I don't know. I feel like I don't spend that much time on other people's sites when I go.
1: Well, and when you say people, are you talking about industry people, or are you talking about, like, audience people?
0: I guess I'm mainly thinking about industry people.
1: And do you think they're going there with a specific purpose in mind? Or do you think they're just going because they're like, oh, Julia?
0: Maybe this use case never happens. But I feel like what I'm picturing is someone who could, yeah, like give me work. Uh Who's like, I'm going to tap five authors to submit for this thing. Uh Or like, I'm putting together a women empowerment concert. Who's that girl who like someone knows and they're going to quickly decide if I'm worthy of the chance
1: Uh uh-huh so you want you you want your website to include as much information as it can but you also want it to easily point to the things that you think are going to foster those opportunities exactly Mm. that's a pickle (laughs) Indeed. um yeah i think about that sometimes too um i also so the other thing i've been thinking about a lot is um something you said on an earlier episode of the podcast which we haven't yet mentioned is like this is our like season finale oh yeah season finale that's why this is happening <laughs> um so i uh in preparation for recording this like season finale episode i was um thinking about previous episodes and i was thinking about something you said about um letting your work speak for itself like you mm-hmm. you prefer to just let your work speak for itself and like i am 100 percent of that mindset as well and i'm often finding myself in a situation where in order for my work to speak for itself, my work has to end up in front of people. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's really hard for me. Yeah. Um, is getting my work in front of people. And um, this real stuff is a bit of a reaction to that. Um, but I I really think I'm starting to realize like how integral that part of this industry is because you can be doing incredible amazing work but if you can't get anyone to look at it it isn't going to turn into anything else you know no totally and i think about that in relationship to the thing that we talked about with max chernan about, um, when we were coming back from our shows and I was saying, I was having a hard time, um, maintaining that sense of momentum. And he was like, yeah, because when you're out of town working on a show, you're working in service of that piece. And when you're back in town, pounding the pavement, you're working in service of yourself. Yeah. And that, um, that really like hit me really hard. Um and I'm still sort of making, I still haven't been able to make heads or tails of how to um, turn that um, awareness of that into a helpful practice or habit. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, I
0: sometimes, I don't, this isn't quite the same, but I think about, you know how that thing was going around about like recognizing emotional labor and like how, you know, women do all this stuff to foster social relationships and this and that, and like, hey look, society, it's real work. And like sort of feeling that way, about this whole side of things. About because sometimes I feel like it's so guilty. Like, oh, I didn't write today. Like, I just updated my website. Like, that's the soulless dad work. But like, it's like you know, I mean, it's not emotional labor, but it's like the necessary labor that it's like, like hidden keeps labor. your art afloat. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's just like the thing I'm grappling with is like, if you're if you're if you're good at the art part mm-hmm. but you're bad at that business hidden labor mm-hmm. part are you a good actor are you a good mm. artist you yes, know what i mean i
0: think you are
1: but like but like does but uh, right you're a good artist but
0: are you good at your job
1: uh, right like does like do, like um are you good at in your career are, are you good in your career as an artist yeah you know yeah
0: maybe not I mean, I think you are good at those things. I'm activities. really
1: not, though. Like, in in trying to um, uh, figure out this real situation, um, I realized I haven't had one for hmm. the past 10 years I've been in this industry. And can I really have been very good at the business side of things if I ha- haven't had one?
0: That's a very hard... <laughs> Hard-on-yourself way to look at it. Because, I mean, you have curated a YouTube presence. Like, you always have had, here's a video link to send so someone can see me. You're just, like, leveling up by being, like, here's a whole bunch of good stuff in one place.
1: This is the thing I've been having to contend... (laughs) I've said that, this is the thing. (laughs) But I've said that about many things. But, like, one thing I've been contending with is, like... I think my work, um is demonstrated best over the course of the entire piece that I'm trying to create. And trying to cut out a clip of something leaves me feeling like this is now a lesser version of the story I was telling. I agree with that. And out of context version that doesn't demonstrate me doing my job of telling a story it may demonstrate the notes that I'm able to sing mm-hmm. and it may demonstrate the faces I was able to make. But, um, for me, my job is like telling a story. And if this reel is just a, uh, a bunch of different, um, like, so if the story goes from A to B to C to D, mm-hmm. for example, now I've got a from one story, mm-hmm. B from another story, C from a completely separate like, story, and D from meals. a completely separate story.
0: Like, D, 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 D. Right, or just like, like just, all I'm song. saying, is,
1: yeah, all I'm saying is I just have, I just have different beats of different stories that don't add up to a full story.
0: Here's what I'll say to that: I think I agree with you that like telling a larger story and mapping that out in a way that is organic and satisfying is one of the very most important things. And is one of your especially strong suits. Right. And I agree that a reel doesn't capture that. Right. But I think there are other things that are still, like, pretty important, especially when you consider everything someone could be looking for. Like, if someone is just like, I just want to know, is he likable? Or, like, I just want to know Uh what his voice sounds like. Or, like, I just want to know, is he funny? Like, I know these things aren't, like, the most important thing, but, like... For someone who just quickly wants to get like an idea of like your vibe, Uh I feel like the reel is still very helpful.
1: Yeah. It's just hard as um, someone who feels better at the artist side than the business side to sort of like let go of that because I just want my work to speak for itself and I want it to do that in the way that I think it does it best.
0: It is still the way you get a lot of jobs There's people who saw you in a thing worked with you in a room
1: and you want to hear about off. the most recent yes. um way I got into a room
0: yes
1: so I got an email out of the blue from someone I didn't know who was the music director of a quick little reading um and he told me hi um, I got your name from my boyfriend huh. who recommended you and thought you would be really good for this role in this reading that I'm music directing. It was fascinating. It was fascinating to be invited into a room in that way.
0: How did you feel about it? Um, it negative?
1: Well, I felt excited because, um, uh, the material was fun. The role that they asked me to play was, um, a good fit for me. The people I got to work with were all really talented Um, and that was great. But um, it's been a long time since I walked into a rehearsal room literally not knowing a single person involved and um, it was different. (laughs) (laughs) And and for me as someone who's, you know, on the shyer end of the scale, like... Mm -hmm it just meant that i spent a bit more time just sort of like not um feeling like integrated into the group um which everyone
0: uh, else know each other
1: a lot of them Mm -hmm. like everyone knew at least someone right Mm -hmm.
0: um i was thinking about this about like shyness i was at a really interesting interview i guess last night i was at the a meeting of maestra this sort of like collective for women musicians mm-hmm. and composers and they were interviewing a director and she was talking about how she used to always go to these like industry events and she was like i would always be like the only african-american woman maybe there's not many women maybe there's not many people around my age like she just felt like she stuck out demographically and she was like no one ever came up to me and was like hey what are you doing here what you know what's up and she was like that made me feel so isolated and so ignored and I hated it. And now when I'm at those events, I always make sure I go up to that sort of odd duck out and be like, Hey, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, that's so not my impulse. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I would assume that that's, you know, like poking someone or calling attention to them. Uh-huh.
1: Or, I don't know. It is. And I also think that like oftentimes with these really, really quick processes, there isn't even time to consider that someone's over there not really talking to anyone because yeah. it's just um, everything's all happening so fast and you're keeping so much information in your head.
0: Yeah. Do you think our podcast has changed over its two seasons?
1: Um, yeah, I think it has. Do you think it's changed?
0: I feel like I think of them more now as, like, character studies. Like, what I would like to have happen Mm. in the hour is, like, have a true sense of, like, who, like, is that person? And I think when we started, I was more like, what's a good story? What's a good nugget? Like, what, like... Oh. What good topics and... I don't know.
1: That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's changed, like, fundamentally. No. I just think it's, um, I hope it's gotten, um, I just think it's sort of settled into itself, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I agree
0: with
1: that. I have a prediction about your year. Ooh, okay. Which is that you will do a production of Magnificent Seven (gasps) in Michigan.
0: I, I like that prediction. (laughs)
1: How on the money do you think I am?
0: I would give you like a 98% success chance at that prediction.
1: Woo! <laughs> um, when does it start?
0: I think our first official is March 31st and our first performance is May 1st. Oh
1: my god. So, how are you feeling about that at this point?
0: I guess it doesn't like totally feel real yet. It still feels so far away. Uh uh-huh. It's... It's interesting because like when we did pregnancy pact, we like we were super involved. You know, like we had like auditions and we were there and we knew what we were getting into. With loneliest girl, we weren't there for auditions, but like there was, you know, obviously we knew we had you. Um, we knew that Matt loved Allison, and then we loved you too. And and you know we got to like every person who was being considered. We saw videos of. We talked about it. There were like many discussions. With this production, it feels a lot more like, ooh, like I'm excited to hear who the cast is. Like we've been involved, but not nearly, it hasn't been nearly as much as a process. Got it. So I feel like it's cultivating a sense on a larger scale of relinquishing control mm. for things other than the writing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which so far, for me, is actually sort of calming. But I think it's just because I'm honestly so exhausted and world weary at this point in time that like I don't have the stamina to work myself up into a frenzy about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that's a pro and con situation. <laughs> yeah. For world weariness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I actually do think that. I feel like because I'm so existentially overwhelmed, it is making me less erotic in a way that is interesting to experience.
1: Wow. Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> in fun. Um,
0: but yeah, I'm excited. I am excited for Flint.
1: Great. Um, do you want to make any predictions for yourself?
0: I think, what I hope, I hope, I forget if we talked about this on the podcast before, but this year was so much about finishing things. Like, we finished with Doctor Pag 7. We had sort of, you know... A new draft of Reb and Rocket and Me that still feels new. We finished Something Blue. Like, it was just about, like, getting across some sort of, if not a finish line, some sort of milestone with these pieces we've been working on for years. So I feel like next year is going to be back in the cycle to the point of, like, creating brand new stuff. Oh, which
1: wow. Which is scary and a good thing. Yeah.
0: So I feel like it's going to be like a big like choreomania year.
1: Oh, cool. That's great.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that, actually the whole like beats plus minimalism thing. I don't quite know how I'm going to spin that across the whole score, but I'm like excited to try it.
1: Can you tell me what that means?
0: So since the show is so much about like mass hysteria and trance-like behaviors, you know, doing a dance that you can't control that you're not fully consciously aware of each motion of, we like the idea of the sound world being both trancy and like like actual dance rave trance music. But to me, partially just because I really like it and because I understand it better, that sort of like minimalistic, super process-driven, super repetitive, mm. like Steve Reichy type classical music world feels very much spiritually the same huh. and i think it's fun to put them together
1: cool i'm really curious about that <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> i love your music <laughs>
0: i love you singing let's work together for i can't wait to
1: hear some new stuff
0: yeah i know
1: i did listen to the song A Million Other Things from Magnificent Seven, like, an unhealthy amount of times while I was out of town this summer. Oh. That song is fucking brilliant. I love it. For me, it's in the same vein of, like, a Love Me Better, mm-hmm. a Laundry List, A Million Aww. Other Things. I
0: love that so much.
1: It has the, like, quintessential, like... Gordon plus Julia mm. thing of like, oh God, it's just so good. Oh my God, of like the thing, like setting up the thing and then being like in 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 both the music and the lyrics, like something like, oh, I don't even know how to describe it, <laughs> but it's like for me, it's like a hallmark of like a Gordon and Julia oh. col- collabo. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? I think
0: so. I yeah. do. Like something about... Like on the Gordon part, like an idea that's like a sort of a nuanced weird idea to begin with that then still can like take an emotional turn.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like there's a piece of the song and then there's another piece in stark contrast to mm-hmm. it, of to the thing that's been presented, mm-hmm. and the music also takes that left turn, um, but in a way, it still feels like a cohesive, coherent song musically, <laughs> but it's just the most exciting, like head exploding thing to me personally. I love that so much. And, it, and like that happens in all three of those songs in like the most exciting way for me. Such
0: a fun lens to, th- I, I like thinking about those three songs like <laughs> in a little set together.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. Um.
0: Let's see, anything else we want to say?
1: Is there anything, as we talk about the podcast and how it's evolved, Mm -hmm. is there anything you're thinking about about the future of the
0: podcast? I mean, this isn't quite, like, the future, but I am interested in, like, how our own like lenses evolve Uh uh-huh like as we experience more things i feel like the things that we're especially fascinated by in other people like change a little bit which i just think is like fun to think about oh i don't uh know if if, i don't know like how much of that i've noticed specifically in the past two years but
1: yeah well because so maybe this is a good time to talk about the question of like what are you thinking about lately? Yeah.
0: Because,
1: it like, we asked that question to all of our guests. And I, I think the thing I'm trying to get at is, like, what's been on their mind lately? What sort of artistic or industry challenge are they grappling with that we haven't hit on yet in our yeah. questions? Yeah. Because Because the lens that I'm seeing the world through right now is, like wanting to hear what's on people's minds. Yeah. And not necessarily wanting to hear how they respond to the questions I have from observing their career from the outside.
0: Yeah.
1: But wanting to hear what they have to say about the experiences they're having that people necessarily aren't seeing from the outside right. a- aren't necessarily seeing right, from the outside. Right. And like, um I don't have access to that thing unless they sort of like share it. Yeah. And so I don't want to be too, um, leading with those kinds of questions because I really want it to be something that I couldn't have imagined leading it to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that is interesting. And that wasn't a thing I was thinking about when we started this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking like, oh, what kinds of like smart questions can I ask them to show that like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about and what I'm, and that I'm interesting and that I'm thinking about the right things. But totally. like, there aren't necessarily right things to think about except for like the things you need to think about right now to do the things that you want to do, you know, or to get through the situation you're in or whatever, you know? Yeah.
0: I do feel like I've also become increasingly interested in things that are nothing to do with the industry. And then yeah. like no one will find our way back to the parallels and like how everything informs everything anyway.
1: Yeah, you are very good at finding those parallels back. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um, but you're right. Because everything informs everything. That's all, Rob.